Hello, welcome to 360 Yourself, the podcast show centered around self-awareness and improvement. I'm Jamie Neal, host of 360 Yourself. So, a little bit of information of how the podcast came about. In 2014, I had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, and not enough self-care. In the hospital, lying there with my thoughts, I had to rethink my entire way of life. The doctor said I was overworked and my body just gave up. Now, I'm not gonna say it wasn't scary, but it was a bit of a turning point for me. From there, I started to rebuild myself, reading hundreds of self-help books and questioning everything from, why do we have triggers? Why do we have egos? What is manifesting and what is identity? Many years later, someone recommended that I start a podcast because I've always been interested about how others lead their lives. And thus, 360 Yourself was born, interviewing incredible minds about how they understand themselves and how they utilize their knowledge and awareness to set out into their space. 360 Yourself is a dedicated podcast meeting brilliant and curious minds and looking at the world around them. I speak to artists, musicians, sports athletes, authors, CEOs, and experts in human behaviors, released every Sunday at 12 p.m. I ask questions about their mindset, journey, values, and ethos to fully understand how each of their minds work. How can we become more of ourselves to grow to the ultimate person we know we can be? If you do enjoy the episodes that you're listening to, please visit our Instagram page at 360 underscore yourself to let us know what you like and how you're learning. Or you can email us jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. That's jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to 360 Yourself, your mindfulness and self-awareness podcast. Yes, 360 Yourself. Hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the start of 2024 with Susan Page. That obviously is a great start to be understanding what you want to be manifesting in your life and how you want to be navigating your own relationship with yourself and relationships with someone else and dating. Now, this one is a humdinger, right? We all go through anxiety, right? I go for it. Everyone goes for it. No, nope. I think people are lying if they say they don't go for anxiety. But what we have on the show, Daniel, who has proven and believes and uses a technique and course to eradicate anxiety. Right. Imagine, imagine your anxiety gone, literally gone. And because it's so fascinating talking to him because we obviously I have a therapist, I have a weekly therapist, and they obviously treat the mind. Now his solution is treat the body because like we obviously we don't know we well we do know that a lot of the problems that we have in our head um, in terms of mental health is because our body's not working the way that it should be working right so you obviously use uh, weights to improve your body you use techniques and tools to do things in your mind so then you keep that active right but again like example the thyroid not people talk about the thyroid, right? The thyroid controls a lot of your body, right? It controls your weight, controls your emotion, right? That's nothing to do with your brain. That's literally your body, right? And so Daniel and his course is amazing. It's a six-week course and talks about how to improve the knowledge of your body so that you can be at the optimum place that you need to be physically so then you can basically get rid of your anxiety. And he has this he has this thing that if it doesn't work, you get your money back. But really fascinating, right? Going into 2024, imagine you didn't have any anxiety whatsoever. Now, wouldn't that be amazing, right? So I promise you this is a very, very, very interesting conversation about anxiety and getting rid of it and what we don't know about the body and what we do know about the body and what we don't know about the mind and what we do know about the mind right fascinating so enjoy daniel packard for this podcast of 360 yourself your second episode of 2024 enjoy you i mean it it that the name is so great it sounds inspirational but just subtly like it's saying like seems seems a little confrontational like hey 360 yourself but it's not it's meant to be inspirational so i'm going to take it that way it's definitely meant to be inspirational someone someone once said to me last week they were like why is it not 180 yourself and i was like well why would you want to do 180 and they were like well because you go around the 180 then you look back at the at the person that you were 
And I was like, that makes sense in a way. But imagine if you only did 180 internal work, you then would have half or more of yourself that you would need to do the work on. So I was like, that's basically the the essence of the podcast is to 360 to understand yourself from a, a fully comprehensive person rather than doing half the work. But uh, yeah, I, I it's definitely there, out there for any self-help and mindfulness practices. So yeah, it's uh, it hopefully has a nice ring to it. I got it right away. And I'm glad you st- stood your ground. And yeah, it's better than 180 yourself. It feels incomplete. It feels a little incomplete. It does. So, it yes. feels incomplete, isn't it? Yes. So I say this with love to whoever's listening. Let's 360 ourselves. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've, I'm deeply, deeply fascinated. It was obviously, um, can, we were connected via Susan Page, who is uh, on the show, which um, her podcast hasn't come out yet, but it will be coming out. Um, and she has an amazing book called If I'm So Wonderful, Why Am I Still Single? It's been around for 30 years. It's a bestseller. It's incredible. I read the book and I was like, I have to have Susan on the show. And then gracefully, um, she connected me to you, Daniel. And I looked into your stuff and I was like, okay, this guy definitely needs to be on. He's definitely a 360er. Um, So tell me. Wait, I want to interrupt and I want to, for all of you huge Daniel Packard fanatics, here is a Daniel Packard fun fact. Susan Page, who wrote these incredible books for single people and people in relationships, uh, got into a very loving marriage many years ago and who has two thumbs and was the ring bearer at her wedding me the danimal i at five years no old way. i was the ring bearer at the wedding that brought her yes wow that is a very 360 moment yes Love indeed Love yes and we've, she's been in my life for well i guess that was 45 years so uh, yeah. she's been a mentor she's just a wonderful loving caring woman and she brought us here and now I can help your audience 360 in my own special way. Mm-hmm. So so tell me, what is your background and how did you come about to discover the system and talk about and put your time into solving anxiety? I mean, we all have it. We all know what it is. It's obviously become a more prevalent word in the last 15, 20 years. So, yeah, tell me from the start. Well, I love talking about myself. I love talking about my system, but I'm also uh, sensitive to your audience. And I want to be clear with your audience what I'm about, because it's not the typical approach to fear and anxiety that they've heard. And I don't want them to miss it because it's it's something that could really change their life because it's different. So I just want to be really clear in what I'm about to share with you so you, you don't miss it. Also, your audience, wherever they are, whether on a couch, on a unicorn, uh, in a Snuggie, wherever you are at the gym. Um, your time is valuable. There's a lot of podcasts, not as incredible as 360 yourself, of course, but I want to make, I want to earn your time. And so what I'm going to share with you is an approach to anxiety that allows you to solve it permanently. Okay. I want to be clear on that permanently. Now, why does that matter? Well, because most people that have uh, fear and anxiety, um, you've had it. And not only does it suck just to be anxious and scared, but you have doubt. You you can't do what you love. You can't show up for the people you care about. You're just, it's almost impossible to be happy when you're anxious all the time because your heart is closed and you're just not being fully you. But that's not even the worst part that I experienced when I had anxiety. It's that if your audience knows this, when you have anxiety and fear, you know, you have a conscious aware community and they go looking for help. They go to gurus and teachers and psychologists and therapists. And what they found probably is that while they got some help at managing their fear and anxiety, it's still here. All they got was help to manage it. Now that's better than nothing, but you still have anxiety, which kind of sucks. And so what I want to share with your audience is an understanding of why. Why did you go to that therapist and you still have anxiety? Why did you download that app and you still have anxiety? Why did you take the pills? Why did you try all these things? Why did you go to that retreat? Why all these things and you still have anxiety? And I want you to know that because if you don't understand that, you're just going to keep in the same pattern that everybody's in of just spending all this money managing the anxiety. So I'm going to explain to you why this is happening, why over a trillion dollars a year gets spent on mental health and the data shows virtually none of that solves anything. I'm going to tell you the mental health industry's dirty little secret of why everybody's spending all this money and not solving their anxiety. And then I'm going to show you an understanding that it took my team eight years to figure out how to solve anxiety 
permanently. That's what we're about. So if you just want to keep managing your anxiety and keep peeling back the layers of the onion forever and keep vision boarding and meditating, uh, that's not what I do. Uh, we're, this is about permanent solutions. So if you're, if you're sort of done putting band-aids on this and you want it just gone and you want to know how to do that, that's what I'm about. Great. Well, tell us more then. How do we stop anxiety? I mean, that's very difficult, I, I would imagine. Well, if you don't know what you're doing, yes. It's, I would almost argue it's impossible. You can manage it. You can avoid things to the point where you're not experiencing it, but it is still there. And I'm going to tell you what we discovered, but I want to explain to you now kind of my story and where the company came from. Because when I tell you this information, you've heard, your audience has heard a lot of information on anxiety and it, a, a lot of it sounds good, but it doesn't work that well. So I'm going to explain to you where it came from so your audience can even trust the information I'm going to share with them. Is that okay? Of course. Yeah, go ahead. So the reason we're solving anxiety, my company, and, and we have verified results on this is because results matter to me and my company. And results matter to me because basically when I was younger, um, my dad, you know, I grew up, my dad was a physicist and he was also an inventor. And I saw him invent things. And I thought that was the just coolest superpower ever. And he said to me, he said, Daniel, if something in this world isn't working the way you want, you know, don't just, don't just settle. You can invent something better. And I thought, God, that is like a superpower. And then he also said something to me. He said, Daniel, you know, a lot of people claim to know what they're talking about, but results matter. It's the people that get results that you know they know what they're talking about. And I thought, man, that is... He said, that's why I like science, results, you know? And so this idea of inventing and results took me to UC Berkeley for mechanical engineering school. And I wanted to learn how to invent things that work and get results. And so I got trained in how to look at complex problems, break them down into little engineering pieces, and then develop and optimize systems that work. And the good news was... I got really good at making robots work and bikes work and engines work and bridges work. Um, the downside was they didn't, they didn't teach me how to make relationships work. I don't know if Newton didn't figure that out or Einstein, but there was, I don't know if I was in thermodynamics that day. I don't know, but they didn't tell me how. And I fell in love with a woman and thought we'd live happily ever after. Uh, but it turned very toxic and I stayed in the relationship way too long. I know, Nobody in your audience would ever make that mistake, but I did. And when I came out of it, uh, I had just crippling anxiety and PTSD. Just the, 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 the smallest thing would happen, and I would just go into terror, and which led to depression. I couldn't leave the house. And like your audience, I went looking for help. And I went to therapists. I went to psychologists. I went to doctors. I went to gurus. I went to retreats. I was probably in a cult. I was definitely in a cult. And it was valuable, but it never solved it. And it was getting worse. And then everybody in my life didn't want to be around a person in pain. And so everybody in my life just sort of walked away when I needed them. And which just made me feel more broken. And I... I was just in pain, couldn't leave the house, nobody around. And I just said, like, what's the point? And I, I wouldn't have taken my life, but I definitely got why people do because it's it's like you have no life and there's no way out. And I sort of remembered what my dad said, like invent something better. And so I knew I knew how to problem solve. And so I started my own research company with the goal to see, hey, could we could we solve this? Could we? I don't know. And so we started a research company to see if we could reverse engineer a permanent solution for anxiety. And it took eight years. Uh, it was over a million dollars in R&D. We worked with 3,000 people on five continents. Um, but we did it first. I was the first person. My anxiety, PTSD, it just 10 years ago just went away. Never came back. Uh, I've been chill as a cucumber for 10 years. Um, and then when we saw it was possible, we started to systematize it because we saw how much this could help the world and we wanted to make it scalable. So we took the process and we developed an online program. Um, and then we tested and optimized it. And because results matter, we didn't release it until we could get a 90% success rate, which we do. And because results matter, we wanted to push back against this industry that takes a lot of people's money, but doesn't always get results. So when people work with us, you don't pay at the beginning. You you only pay at the very end when your anxiety is fully solved. And I'm telling your audience that 
A, because that's incredible. Uh, and B, when you hear me tell you what anxiety is, you'll think, well, Daniel, that sounds good, but how do I know that works? Just know that we back up our results based on this, and it's because we do get results. So that's how we, th- that was sort of my origin story on how we came up with the program. And before I tell you more about the theory that we discovered, I'll just like let you ask any questions. How does, I mean, my, my question is how, how does, I mean, anxiety is, is even, is based on triggers and traumas, isn't it? So you recognize something and then it subconsciously is triggered by something that's happened in the past or just the fear of the unknown. So I'm, I'm fascinated by how you, cause obviously everyone, um, preaches and practices to soothe anxiety and give you tools to do it and that's what obviously therapists are, are there for but it's a wonder that you are giving a course away or teaching people how to eradicate it completely so i'm fascinated to learn out more how that is actually possible yeah well now again if you don't know what we went through and what we discovered it seems like well what happened how did you do this like what because you know you've got a trillion dollars a year being spent by experts and professionals they can't solve it your audience hasn't solved it for years if not decades like what did i discover and what we discovered wasn't anything fancy it was just dead simple it's that the experts missed it that's why we saw it it's actually a lot simpler than you realize and when the reason we were able to discover a simple solution is because we weren't experts the therapists and the psychologists they tell us that anxiety is a problem of the mind and so you know they say quiet your negative thinking um don't believe the scary thoughts in your head they give you pills to target the neurotransmitters in your brain it's called mental health it's got the word mental right in there so most people are just trying to solve it at the mind level but we were engineers we're all about results and we said well wait a minute that's what the experts are saying but are they getting results and the answer is no they're not solving it You know, so many things in this world have improved. All sorts of diseases have been eradicated. I think 150 years ago, 500 out of 1,000 children died before the age of five. 50%. Now it's around 1%. Not to mention all the other improvements. Not to mention we just put a helicopter on Mars. Like there's so many improvements. But what's on the rise? Anxiety. So we were just like, based on results... Do these people know what they're talking about? And because we were in the out, we were outsiders, we could challenge the constructs. And when we did that, we very quickly saw the first big clue, which is that anxiety is not coming from the mind. And your audience already kind of knows where it's coming from, from their own experience. When you have anxiety, people say, you know, I feel anxious. And when you feel anxious, your throat can kind of close up, your chest can tighten, your heart rate can go up, your stomach can get, can get that weird, sick feeling. So they say it's a problem of the mind, but Jamie and your audience, listen to those words, throat, chest, heart, stomach. Does that sound like the mind to you or more like the body? The body. Yeah. It's not that complicated. (laughs) It's not not that complicated. So part of the reason that we solved anxiety is because we saw it wasn't a problem of the mind. It's a problem of the body. And this isn't just a theory. We ran the tests. We started to develop our early tools on it with me and our test cases and their anxiety started just going down steadily. So first I'm letting you know your, to your audience, your anxiety is not a problem of the mind. The experts got confused. It's a problem of the body. B, this is why you haven't solved it because the experts sent you to the wrong location. So you're not broken. This isn't your fault. You're not going crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. The reason you haven't solved this yet is because you were literally sent to the wrong place. So you couldn't have solved it. And you don't even have an anxiety problem. What you have is a location problem. Interesting. Well, because I know your thyroid is obviously part of uh, the whole kind of construct of emotion, emotional um, balance. It also controls, obviously, uh, diet as well like if you're big uh, if you're a bit bigger if you're smaller and so obviously people have dietary uh tablets for your thyroid and stuff so like even just that and alone is nothing to do with your mind it's to your thyroid and you can become really emotional because of your thyroid it's incredible yeah once you start paying attention the clues are right there if you haven't eaten properly in your body you can even start to get grumpy 
If you don't drink enough water, your electrolytes get a little bit funky. You start to get headaches and you can't think straight. Like it's everything starts usually in the body. And then often the mind is a symptom of that. When you think about it, it's so obvious. And when people say, well, how did you come up with uh, this incredible theory? It's like, it's not an incredible theory. We just went to the right place. It's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. So, so tell me what, what should we be doing then? Well, you need to understand why it's in the body. And right. once you know why it's happening in the body, that'll give you an indication of what you need to do and how you approach this. So once we saw it was in the body, then the next question we asked ourselves, which is, okay, where in the body and why is what, what's going on? But we wanted to understand it mechanically and in a way that makes this solvable. Because there's a lot of theories on anxiety, but not all theories make things solvable. You know, I had a client who came to me who had had anxiety for like 10 years. And she said, you know, my my, my therapist, uh, I've, I've been seeing her for five years. And she said, this is unresolved trauma from my past. And, you know, there's a little bit of truth to that. Obviously, our trauma from our past affects us. But like, what do you do with that? What do you, what do you, what do you Marty McFly? And you go into the past with a time with the flux capacitor. Like that doesn't give you a simple solvable solution, not to mention she was still working with her therapist five years later. So I'm going to give you an understanding of anxiety that makes this simple and a really sexy word solvable. And to do that, it was easy once we saw it was in the body because the body is actually very simple for the most part, the mind, the they don't understand the mind. It's 87 billion neurons or synapses. Like they don't understand it really that well. But the body, it's pretty well mapped out. It's pretty simple. There's ligaments and arteries and layers and joints and tendons. It's pretty mapped out. And best part, it's mechanical. A skeleton's mechanical. There's leverage. There's pressure. Your capillary, it's all physics and engineering. It's incredible. So mm. we just said, there's all these systems in the body and systems are simple. If you can identify the system and how the system works, then you can understand how the system malfunction and then how to fix it. Make sense? Yeah, makes sense. So again, we're just engineers. We're just problem solving. And we said, well, what system is controlling this? Now, again, once you ask that question, the answer is very obvious. Okay. So basically when you're anxious, you're really just extra nervous. You're just very, very nervous. Okay, so let me ask you, Jamie, and your listeners, okay, a really, really difficult question. Which system in the body, if you're feeling extra nervous, do you think is probably making you extra nervous? The capillary system, the endocrine system, or the nervous system? Probably the nervous system. Jamie, gold stars, my brother, yes. It's not probably the nervous system. It is the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Now, does that seem super complicated and mystical, or does that no, seem pretty basic? That seems pretty basic to me. Seems pretty basic. Now, if the experts were solving anxiety, then they could say, well, yes, there's a nervous system, and you're feeling nervous, but we saw it's in the mind. Fine, if you have the results, then maybe you, know, you can claim it's in the mind. But the fact that it's been 100 years of modern psychology, they haven't solved it. There's a system in the body called the nervous system. People are feeling extra nervous, and they were like, no. It's a brain disorder. I'm like, come on, guys, you are not paying attention. So it's in the nervous system. So again, to your audience, the reason you didn't solve it is you were told not only it was in the mind, but also it was a disorder. And it feels very complicated. But actually, it's just your nervous system. It's not running quite right. Sometimes systems malfunction. And you're feeling extra nervous. That's it. It's not more complicated than that. And again, it's not theory. This is what solved my anxiety. And the beauty of having a simple understanding is that it'll give you it'll give you hope. I had a client come to me and this was about six weeks ago. And he said, Daniel, I I'm losing hope. I'm confused. I've got 10 different theories about what this is. It's I'm 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 getting pulled into rabbit holes on Google. I'm getting more confused. And and I told him, I said, this is simple. This is just your nervous system. And we figured out how to bring it back to health. And he said, I mean, sounds good. So he started our program and about a week in, he said, Daniel, I feel so much better. And I said, your anxiety is gone already. He said, no, 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 it, it, it's getting there. But more importantly, you're right. This is simple. And I said, why did that help? And he said, because I can see, I'll, I can get out of here. I'm not trapped. This isn't hopeless. And so if you're listening to this, please understand. I know it can feel like you're trapped and this can feel hopeless. 
Um, but it's not. This is simple. We can fix this. So in terms of the course, is it basically like what is the practical? Is it a tablet? Do you what do you how do you actually change the body to stop producing the feelings and thoughts of anxiety? Well, again, once you understand what's going on and you look at it through a simple understanding, it becomes much more clear. So once we saw that it was the nervous system, the next question is, well, why is it malfunctioning? And that's what everyone wants to know. Why? Why is this happening? And if you think it's in the mind, it gets very confusing. But if you realize it's a system in the body, there's a very simple reason that systems in the body malfunction. Everybody knows what it is. It's the most common reason that a system in the body stops working. Do you know what it is? No. What is it? Well, you don't take care of it. Every system in the body... Most systems in the body have basic daily care and maintenance that they need. For your mouth, you got to brush and floss. Got to get about eight hours of sleep. You got to drink enough water. You need to eat a balanced diet. Basics that the body needs. If you do those basics daily, those systems in an incredible miracle of divine engineering pretty much take care of themselves for a very long time. However, only if you know how to take care of the system. So we know to brush and floss, we know to get eight hours of sleep, we know to drink water, we need to eat, we know to eat a balanced diet to take care of those systems. But let me ask you, Jamie, and your audience, did anybody ever sit you down when you were younger and say, hey, here's what you need to do every day for your feelings and emotions to take care of your nervous system. And if you do these every day, you'll have a healthy nervous system. But if you don't, then your nervous system is going to crash. Did anybody ever give you that talk, Jamie? No, never, never. Never. In fact, we were taught bad nervous system care. Get over it. Don't take it personally. I'll give you something to cry about. Boys, don't cry. You're high maintenance. Don't worry about it. Not to mention when the people that were supposed to take care of us and to hurt us and didn't love us the way that we needed, we internalized it and felt, well, maybe I don't need to take care of my feelings and emotions. They didn't. But also we just live in a world where we're generally stuffing our feelings and emotions down. And if they're if we're disconnected from them, it's going to be pretty hard to take care of them. So what has happened is not right away, but over time, if you don't take care of a system, eventually it's going to crash. And when it crashes, most systems act the same way, which is they act fragile. They're not as strong as they used to be. And when you push on the system, instead of feeling pressure, you feel pain. If you don't take care of your diet, you your heart starts to arteries start to clog and you get start to get little mini heart attacks. Your system is fragile. So then when you try to walk up some flights of stairs, you should be able to handle the pressure of that, but you can't. What do you feel? Pain. Well, that explains anxiety. You feel fragile. Life pushes on you and instead of handling it, you feel this extra fragility and you feel this pain. And the root cause of it is that nobody told you how to take care of your nervous system. So you didn't know how. And that lack of care built up and eventually your nervous system crashed. And you're feeling the fragility and pain from a crashed nervous system. But it's not your fault. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You were just never taught proper maintenance. And now your system has crashed. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we don't get taught in school, though. I mean, just generally, there's no things. There's so many things. But what I hope you understand is this simple paradigm shift. Right now, anxiety is thought of as this very complicated mystery. Who's got it? Where does it come from? Is it this? Is it that? What do we do? But if you see it as this, it just makes logical, straight sense. Everything that's alive needs to be taken care of, whether it's your finances, whether it's a goldfish, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your pet. If you weren't taught the basics of how to take care of those things, eventually there's pain and they crash. If you don't take care of your finances, bankruptcy. If you don't take care of your teeth, root canal, don't care, take care of a goldfish, belly up. So we know from school certain things like finances, physical health. If you don't take care of these things, you're going to have problems. But nobody thought, hmm, maybe this applies to all these nervous kids. And it does. We've been bringing these, this program into schools. And because it's so simple and basic, we're helping teens with it. That's, I mean, that, I mean, it starts from the bottom up, doesn't it? I mean, if you help 
the younger generation, when they get older, they'll just pass on the information below. Yep. But this information hasn't been out there. What they teach in schools, and they call it mental health, and I stand up and I say, no, you are not teaching mental health. These kids have poor mental health, and you're giving them management of their poor mental health. Don't give yourself credit and say, we're teaching kids good mental health. No, no, no. No, no, no. Good mental health is what I now have because my nervous system is calm and my mind is calm. I'm healthy because I figured out how to bring my system back to health. But it's a complete confusion to say what we're teaching adults and kids is mental health. It's management of poor mental health. And I got to clear that up because I want us, there's this entire industry that's taking all this money and not delivering results. And I call it the improvement industrial complex. And I don't like it. It's just taking people's money and not delivering. And I had this kind of come to Jesus moment where I went, oh my God, all these therapists and psychologists and apps, I'm sure they mean well, but like they're taking a lot of money and they're not delivering. Now, That's fine. They're going to do their thing. But I want to educate your audience and say, you need to demand more. We need to demand people that are going to help us with our feelings where you get permanent results. I had a therapist who came to me, sorry, a a client who came to me. She said, oh my God, I had this incredible therapist. We worked together for seven years. She helped me so much. And I said, why why are you you talking to us? She said, well, I still have panic attacks. Now, the fact that she said her therapist was incredible, seven years, she still got panic attacks. That was okay with her. And it's not okay with me. And it's not okay with your listeners. We shouldn't be spending money on unless you get results. That's why when people work with us, they do not pay till the end when their anxiety is solved, because that is the right thing to do. That makes total sense, though. I think there's there, there's so many industries that are predicated on uh, trying to help in the best of life, but sometimes uh, it does become a cash cow. But if they if if they actually went to the root cause, then potentially so many people wouldn't be making a living, which is sometimes like contendable isn't it i think i I mean there's just a number of industries like that um but if you if you're saying it's like it's like like a kpi right it's like when you hire someone to do a job you're like okay if you hit these kpis that means we've done the job properly where like with obviously therapy which i'm a massive fan of therapy um and i love my therapist uh, because it gives me a way of of having a conversation and, and relenting my feelings for the week but if you had uh, if every therapist or every or someone like yourself said i've got a solution you don't need therapy and you do this course and you will not have these feelings of anxiety then you'd be like okay cool uh, let's let's give it a go then yeah i don't want to disparage people in the mental health industry or spiritual teachers they're trying to help you know, I, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're not, it's not as though they're, they're sitting on the root cause solution and just hiding in a, in a warehouse going, <laughs> I make more money this way. They, they mean well. It's just the paradigm that we as consumers need to wake up from and look at their paradigm and say, these people, spiritual teachers, therapists, psychologists, doctors, they primarily go to some institution or school and they learn some theories and tools that manage it. And then they pass that on to you. That's what they do. They are regurgitating timeless information and passing it along. Okay, but it's not getting results. And all I ask is us to say we don't, why we figured it out is because we didn't want to regurgitate. We wanted to innovate. And I want to ask people to, when you look at your therapist, don't see them as you know nefarious or Machiavellian. Just say, man, these people are taking my money and they haven't delivered results. Now, that's not my issue. My issue is they don't care that they're not getting results. I spent $100,000 to numerous people. They didn't solve it. Okay, they're doing the best they can. But nobody ever said to me, you know what, Daniel? I kind of feel bad. I took a bunch of money and you're almost in the same position. Um, I wish I could solve it. It, it. It's like it didn't matter to them. Every now and then, our our program has a 90% success rate. Every now and then, in six weeks, we're not able to help somebody. I feel bad. I reach out to them and I say, you know what? You trusted us. We did our best. We're not going to charge you, but you're still in pain. Like It matters to me. And that's the part that's gone missing is that 
there's all these therapists and psychologists and yeah, they give you something. I'm not disparaging it, but they're not solving it. And it's not like they ever acknowledge it and say, you know, it's been three years and you still have this. I just want to let you know, maybe I don't know as much as I think I do. Yeah. But the, the, obviously there have been people who have had therapists who have been not the word cured, but they, it's definitely, they've been, they have solved certain issues that they were doing, whether it's confidence or, uh, whatever it is, imposter syndrome or whatever it is, right? And so obviously there are some cases and a lot of cases actually that therapists, that therapy is really good because it has helped someone get through a, a thing that they couldn't get over without the support. Well, first of all, yes, there are cases, depending on what the person had and the severity, where certain management tools are such a good fit that it almost feels like it's gone. Now, it's not gone. It's gone dormant. And even you said help people get through. Like, even just look at the language. Help people get through. Not solve. Help people get through. It's different. Now, yes, people have gotten results where you could almost say, well, it's pretty much handled. Fine. It occasionally does happen. But I'm pointing to an industry-wide trend. A trillion dollars a year gets spent, and most of it is not that experience. If you have a therapist who, in a relatively short period of time, makes it so it's basically gone, then hallelujah, they've earned your money. But that is not the case. Our program takes six weeks. That that is the that's what i want to define as help you come in you get it solved and you're on your way that's what happens when you go to a hospital at its best you break your bone you, they know what to do they put on a cast and in a couple months you're up and running case closed i want to bring that level of standard and measurability to mental health well nervous system health when people go through our program we do something that almost no therapist does we measure we measure Meaning when you start our program, we measure your anxiety from one to 10 in a couple key metrics to get a baseline measurement, which is what scientists do that are looking for results. Did your therapist or psychologist do that? No. And if they're not getting results, they may not be, if they're not measuring results, you maybe didn't get them. Then as people go through our program, we're measuring your anxiety from one to 10 every single day so that by the end, we have clear scientific numerical data that our program worked. Not only is, do we do it that way, because my dad said results matter, but that's how we optimize and we improve our program. But it's also because measuring results probably means you're getting them. This is true. And when you say measuring, what do you mean by measuring? What are you measuring the, the, the bond? Yeah. Well, in the in the intake questionnaire, there's a lot of specific things, such as from one to ten, uh, what's the peak your anxiety gets during the day? Uh, how many minutes per day do you feel the peak? We also measure your average anxiety level throughout the day, and we say how many hours per day are you feeling the average? We also measure from one to ten how intense are your negative thoughts, and how long do certain patterns last? We look at your sleep. We look at your focus. We look at your motivation levels. We're measuring them from one to 10. In the beginning, we do a big sort of intake. Daily, uh, four times a day, we have an app and we just say from one to 10, you know, how intense is your anxiety? And they just measure it. Interesting. And by the end, we have a clear sort of chart that shows, you know, the improvement that you've gotten. How, if someone isn't able to uh, regulate what they're feeling or the intensity of that feeling let's say they're actually having anxiety level three but they feel it's like an eight is that not a misreading and then you'll have mis miscalculation so how much can how much of the measurement is actually accurate of the person that are feeling that emotion so on the one hand, it's a good question. On the other hand, the reason we get a 90% success rate is because we've been testing and optimizing this program for, well, five years. And so we've seen every per type of person with every type of anxiety, every type of experience go through, and we've been tweaking and optimizing the program. It's not just like it works with one person, with one race, with one kind of anxiety. People experience anxiety in different ways and perceive it in different ways. So to get a 90% success rate, we had to go to all different cultures and test it with different people. I was working with addicts and people with anxiety and depression in South Africa for two years, just working with different ethnicities and 
backgrounds, testing and optimizing, making sure that we were doing was universal. Then I went and worked with monks in India for a year just to make sure that what we had was universal and would work for everybody. So people will ask, well, will, will it work for my anxiety? What if, yeah, what if I think it's this, but really it's that. And what I want to say is we've already figured it out into the program where it, it's a, it's, um, what's the word? Addressed. To answer your question, if you think it's a three, but maybe it's actually a seven, it doesn't matter. To you, it's a three. Right, so right, right, as right. long as it's consistent across the board, which it is because it's your experience, you think it's a three. Tomorrow, you're going to call that three a three, and you're going to call your five a five. So as long as it's unique to you, you are getting your version of your numbers, and those numbers are going down. It's not up to us. It's up to you. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, this, I mean, everything that you're, you're saying does make sense. And I think people have to believe it to or do it to believe it and really get involved and do the course because obviously it's about trying. It's not like saying, Oh, therapy doesn't work unless you do therapy and then try therapy, for example. Yeah. No matter what I say, I mean, what I'm saying, let's be honest, it's a, it's a it's cool, right? It's very simple and it makes sense. Agreed? Yes. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. And the fact that I'm not just saying it, but we have programs based on this that get a 90% success rate where we only charge at the end and we track the data suggests it's probably even more true. But the fact is, Jamie, your audience is listening to this going, huh, that makes sense. But they're still skeptical. And why are they still skeptical? Because it makes sense. They've had their anxiety for so long. They've tried so many things that haven't worked. They've heard people say, I'll solve it, and they don't. There's a lot of stuff on the internet that overpromises and underdeliver. So no matter what I say, your audience isn't going to be sold. But they don't have to be. Be skeptical. As you said, the only way you can know is to do it for sure. Be skeptical. Skeptical means you're paying attention. But the beauty is because we only charge you at the end when it works, you can be skeptical and still try it. Most days when I talk to clients who want to try a program, they're like, sounds good, but I'm skeptical. I'm like, yeah, be skeptical. Totally. I'd be skeptical. I'm not because I've experienced it, but you should be skeptical. But if it doesn't work, you don't pay. When it does work, you pay. There, there's no risk to try it. And so they try it. Indeed. I think any, I think it's just a human behavior, isn't it? Anything that's new, everyone is a bit skeptical. I mean, I'm sure when therapy probably came around, first of all, people were a bit skeptical going, ooh, a therapy. And there's still probably now that people still look at therapy and go, oh, I don't know if it's for me or not, or any other type of new contraption or new technology or anything. People are always skeptical because that's we are human. And then the zeitgeist, everyone then sort of collectively goes, oh, yeah, OK, this this makes sense. OK, now we're going to be like, this is a normal thing now. Well, yes and no. On the one hand, yes, there is a pattern between when things are new People are skeptical, but I want to call out again, the improvement industrial complex or big pharma also, as I like to call it, because they're not getting people permanent results mostly. And there's all these theories. It's made people incredibly confused and made a permanent solution almost seem mythical. Now it's not mythical. Once you go to the body and you know what you're doing, it's actually pretty simple, but other industries that get real results, people aren't skeptical. If you take your car to a mechanic and you say, hey, uh, it makes this really loud squeaking sound coming from the wheel, and your mechanic says, oh, yeah, your brake calibers are probably worn, we'll replace them. No one says, you know, I'm, I'm really skeptical because we have a good experience where generally mechanics know what they're talking about. Generally, they get paid for results. They're not skeptical. Or if you go to your doctor with a broken leg and the doctor says, okay, so we're going to put a cast on it. It holds the bone and there's a mechanism that heals the bone. You'll be up and running in a couple months. No one says, you know what? I'm really skeptical about your whole cast theory. No, because we have a really good experience with doctors in bones and breaking and casts. So the reason people are so skeptical about what we do is not, yes, a little bit of healthy skepticism, but they're extra skeptical because they've been so heavily confused and trained to think that this is complex so that when we say we have something simple, people just can't wrap their heads around it. So the, my issue with Big Pharma, at the very least, they're not helping people as much as they could, but they're also confusing people and tricking them into thinking this is a confusing brain disorder, which then makes them more skeptical 
to solve it. We only work with people that have a brave, open mind. But it's sad that they have to have a brave, open mind to do the thing that works. But this is what happens in history. When something simple comes along that works better, people don't adopt it. This happened with, um, there was a gentleman named Ignaz Semmelweis, who was a uh, delivery, I don't know what you call it, um, he delivered babies in the 1850s, I believe. No, 1880s. And he saw that women were dying at an alarming rate in childbirth, and he didn't know why. And then he figured out why, that they were basically Wash. operating on cadavers. And, without washing hands. Yeah, without washing hands. So he yeah. says, huh, let's wash hands. He washes hands. The death rate in childbirth, I think, plummeted by like 90%. So he was a doctor that saw a simple solution to a complex thing. Took 30 years, Jamie. Yeah, 30 I was going to say. for it, it to took, be adopted. Yeah, it took a long time. So again, it's, everyone's skeptical until like, someone comes around and everyone goes, yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, totally understand. Yeah, but it's also the arrogance of the doctors to not say, I don't know, it's complex. The point is, I mean, yes, I see your point. Either way, to your listeners, I get that you're skeptical, but I want to give you a metaphor so that you understand this so it seems less skeptical. The downside is that you were never trained how to take care of your nervous system. And so basically your nervous system has crashed. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's what a system will do. Just like if you don't brush and floss, eventually you're, you're going to need a root canal. So that's the bad news. But to Jamie and your listener, if we want a solvable solution, why is that understanding actually good news? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Well, because it makes it solvable. If, if you had a friend or if you were never taught to brush and floss, eventually you're going to need a root canal and your teeth are going to be very fragile. And when you bite into things, instead of the pressure of the food, you're going to feel pain. And if nobody ever told you about dentists and never nobody ever told you about brushing and flossing, you could have tooth pain your entire life. You would bite into a carrot and think, oh my God, what is this? Do I have rare carrot pain disorder? And then you eat into a walnut and you're thinking, well, do I have walnut pain disorder or carrot pain disorder? And I read an article online that said that because I didn't get nuts when I was, I mean, you, you could spin out for years trying to figure out why your teeth hurt and get really confused and think it's super complex and feel trapped. But you've found out that there are dentists that are experts in repairing dental systems and you could brush and floss. Can you see that somebody with a lifetime of tooth pain could clear that up in a matter of weeks? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That totally makes sense. So then can you see that you could almost mechanically apply that and realize that you were never taught to take care of your nervous system. So it's been fragile all these years and you've been spinning out trying to figure this out. You've had it your whole life and it feels complex, but also, do you understand the logic that theoretically you could also solve your mental, emotional pain in a matter of yeah, weeks? I agree. I agree. Yep. And again, I'm not just saying this. <laughs> like, I couldn't leave the house, man. I couldn't. I'm. I'm. I'm all. I'm all for trying everything. I think everyone should have their own experience of trying everything. And if it works for you, if it works for you, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But everyone should try everything once. I've always believed that. Well, I think that's an excellent attitude. Yeah, especially especially the thing that was engineered by engineers and gets a 90% success rate and backs up their results. I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased, Jamie. But yeah, you should try everything once. But if you've tried things that sent you to the wrong location to a bunch of people that mostly just wanted to manage things because it's a better business model and they weren't problem solvers, they were just regurgitators, not innovators. If you've worked with them, Again, I could be biased. I invite you to reach out to the engineers who have a 90% success rate who back up their results. Just saying, just saying. So as so I love this. So as we like what I love uh, doing my podcast is at the end of the episodes, I love to ask a gift back. And of course, I'm, I can probably understand <laughs> what you're going to say. Um, but what would you give back to your younger self or someone in the audience listening? One piece of advice. It could be a quote, it could be a mantra, it could be a book, it could be absolutely anything. What would you give back? Well, you're right. You probably know which way I'm going to go. I think I would share with them, which is what we discovered about our inner world. If you don't take care of it, eventually you're going to feel fear and anxiety. 
And so what I would say to my younger self for anyone younger, I would just say, if you're feeling fear and anxiety, you are not broken. There is nothing fundamentally wrong with you. You are not weak and you're, you're not going crazy. You have a system that wasn't taken care of and now it's not running right. But if you think about that, that's the way we were designed. If you don't take care of a system, it starts to act up. So what I would tell younger me and anybody in pain is you think you're broken. No, 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 no. It's the opposite. Your system is running perfectly. And that pain is just trying to get you attention to give you the care that you need and deserve. Brilliant. And where can we find you then? So tell us uh, all your tags and websites and everything. Where can we find you? Well, as you know, Jamie, I'm all about simple. So my name's Daniel Packard. You go to danielpackard.com. If you're somebody who wants to solve this. If you really just are okay managing your anxiety for the rest of your life, there are there's so many apps and therapists that will take gladly take your money. Only come to us if you really want to be free of this once and for all. And you have two options. One is if you've heard what I've said and you're thinking, man, this guy is making sense. And maybe the reason I didn't solve it is because they sent me to the wrong location. And I went to people who just wanted to manage it, not people who tried to solve it and didn't test it and measure it. And and maybe in the same way I can clear up tooth pain in a couple of weeks, I could clear up emotional pain in a couple of weeks. If you're just, you like the sound of that, we have a six-week online program. And you reach out to me to book a consultation. You'll learn more about the program. You can ask questions. I'll make sure it's a good fit for you. And again, you um, will also find a package that you can afford. We have different packages at different pricing because we don't want money to get in the way of people's happiness. So if you tell me your situation, I promise to make a program that you can afford. That's if you're ready to dive in. You could be feeling better within the week. You book a consultation. If you're not ready for that, if you're like, Daniel, this sounds good, but like, how does it work? And I, I, you know, can I try it a bit? If that's you, I totally understand. We have some free resources available also at Daniel Packer com. You can do some exercises and some mini quiz and workshops where you can get a deeper visceral deep dive experience of how our tools work. All of that available, either the consultation or the free tools and resources at danielpacker.com. I'm sold. I want to do a, free, I want to do a, a, a trial of it and, and, and for my listeners and go, and let's, let's, let's dive into it. And, and I'm, I said, I'm always the person to be like, try it, see if it works for you. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, but if, hopefully it does. And that's why we, we try to become better ourselves and try to understand ourselves better and do what we can to find the tools and the solutions and the results. And this clearly sounds like there are lovely results. So why not give it a try? So um, I want to say thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on our show. You have been 360. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our awesome guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our astonishing episodes released every Sunday, 12 p.m. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram for more discussions, education, and inspiration at 360 underscore yourself. The host, that's me, Jamie Neal, on Instagram at JamieNealJN. And once again, thank you for listening, and remember to... 360 yourself.